Welcome to the Encourage Her Community Podcast. I'm Joe, your co-host here at Encourage Her. Welcome to the community. We are women who choose to encourage. In a world full of critics, we need more encouragers. Let's get some encouragement today. Happy Monday. Good morning, encouragers. Happy Monday. Welcome back to the Encourage Her Community Podcast. This is your host, Joe. I am so excited to be wrapping up this series of Go and Make Disciples. We have now been talking about this for about 14 weeks, if you'll believe it. And we covered the multitude. We covered 11 disciples of the original OGs, as well as Mary of Magdalene. And today we're going to end with James or James the Greater, brother of John. So I'm just so excited. It's been really fun. I first um, just really felt led to be in that scripture. I'm going to read it to you again, what this whole series has been based on. And then we'll come back to it at the end of the podcast as well. But again, this whole purpose, going through each disciple, really kind of slowing down and zooming in on one person at a time. It's been a really fruitful process for me. I feel like I've gotten to know these gentlemen and Mary of Magdalene a little bit better. And truly, just as it is true today, everybody's story can impact you. And the disciples, not unlike us, were very real people with very real problems and very much loved Jesus. So we can all learn something from them and just glean, you know, a little encouragement even a little motivation to be a disciple. So again, we started off, if you remember, in Matthew 28, and I'll remind you, this is where Jesus said, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am always with you to the very end of the age. So it's this commandment to go now and make disciples, all the nations, right? Not just stay in one spot, go and spread the good news. And then that beautiful reminder that, of course, he will be with us when we're doing this. We're not asked to do this alone. We're not asked to do it in our own strength. He will be with us and we are asked to go. (laughs) I love that word, go, just go, right? Go and make disciples, trusting me and knowing that I'm surely with you. So let's get to it. Our last disciple in this series is James. And we know this is a very common name in scripture. We've already talked about another James. A few weeks ago, the other disciple named James is considered James the less. And just to remind you that that probably meant he was younger than this James. Um, So the James we're talking about here today is, again, an OG disciple, one of the first to be called probably the third or the fourth to be called after Simon and Andrew, who were brothers, James and John were brothers, and they were called next. So one of the very first four disciples. He is from Galilee, believed to be from Bethsaida, the town of Bethsaida, as many of the disciples actually were. He is, as I said, older brother to John, who also is a disciple. Not to be confused with Um, John the Baptist. Then we also have the fact that he is um, son of Zebedee 
and son of Sol- Salome, who is his mother. And we believe, I say we, because I was doing a little research in many um, different, you know, blogs and theologians. And I just love to get into all the different kind of views of this man, because they are different. I think he was mentioned 20 times in scripture, John. He was one of the closer of the disciples. You know, we talk on the podcast a lot about having in your life a trusted few. So as women, we have so many relationships. We have so many acquaintances. And I do believe that's one of the ways that we're wired just to be relational. Um, But it really is wise to, within your circles, have a few that you really go deep with. Have a few that you can trust your whole heart. Um, You know, I always encourage you to go God first and then the trusted few. Jesus modeled this. He had 12 disciples that he called with intention men who were all very different, as we've learned, different temperaments, um, different ages, different backgrounds, different struggles. And yet he chose three to be his closest people, John being one of them. Because he was one of the trusted three, we found him at three of the very um, key parts of scripture. He is listed among all of the disciples in many parts of scripture, as we said, 20 times, uh, one of the most named disciples. But then again, at these very kind of intricate um, moments in scripture, these important moments, one of which was the raising of Jairus's daughter when Jesus performed that miracle. Another was the transfiguration of Jesus when he showed himself to his trusted three as the son of God. He really transformed into like a beam of light um, and then became Jesus again. They got to see that. And then at the Garden of Gethsemane, Gethsemane, I can never say that right. It's like anemone. Um, I think I even said that wrong. Anemone, Gethsemane. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Garden of Gethsemane. Um, this is where Judas, who we also talked about a few weeks ago, betrayed Jesus. James got to be there. Um, you may remember when we talked about John that James and John were given a nickname by Jesus, which we came to learn Jesus nicknamed many of the disciples um, as the sons of thunder. And this was mostly because of James's fiery temper. At one point he asked Jesus, like, should we bring down fire on them? You know, should we punish them? And Jesus is basically like, yo, relax. Um, But he's just passionate, James, and fiery. And we know he's the older brother. So we can kind of speculate a little bit that maybe he was a natural leader, maybe was sacrificial and ready to protect um, kind of that firstborn stuff that we see, you know, in a birth order. There's a scene in Matthew 20, if you remember, we also talked about this when we talked about John, where their mom actually asked Jesus, you can find this in Matthew 20, Salome, their mother, asked Jesus if her two boys could be on the right and the left of Jesus, <laughs> which as a mom, I so appreciate uh, that sentiment. Can you just, you know, help my boys out, help them be your right hand man, you know? Um, and Jesus handled that really lovingly, but I just thought that was, that was a cute thing as a mom and just amazing. But she was talking about her boys, James and John. Um, It's thought that, and again, this kind of gets into a little bit of speculation, but it's thought that he then went on and um, continued to, after Jesus passed, that is, after Jesus was crucified, 
Uh, it is thought that he continued on a ministry, as many of the disciples did, possibly mostly in Spain. Um, and again, that's a little bit of speculation there as far as his whereabouts. But it is confirmed that he was the first disciple to be martyred. So we learned that many of the disciples gave their life in different ways to the cause, right? To the greater uh, spreading of the gospel, to sacrifice like Jesus. And he was the first to do so. And what's interesting about this is that he is thought to have been um, killed first at the same time captured with Peter, who Peter was imprisoned and and James was was killed. Um, It is thought there's kind of like a little bit of speculation here, but he was killed by the sword thought to be by King Herod. Some said he was beheaded and that his head was saved. I read that, that his head was saved and um, kept on, on an altar under a piece of red marble with six candles around it. And you can read about his um, martyrdom in Acts 12. But in my version, it said he was killed by the sword. It didn't go on to explain the beheading, but in different sources, it says that he was killed by the sword in a beheaded style murder. So very gruesome and certainly sacrificial. So knowing a lot of those facts about James, we can make some assumptions, again, that he was loyal. He was devout. Um, We could say that he was fiery and passionate and maybe bold, a leader possibly, and willing to speak up, willing to fight for something. As we hear in that, like, do you want me to bring fire? You know, he's ready to go. Maybe a little bit of a fighter, maybe a little edgy. Um, there, what's interesting about James, I thought was interesting was that there's so little known about him as it is with many disciples, but being that there's so little known about him and yet he's one of the trusted few it's, he's also after, um, his martyrdom, there is actually a burial spot and it is the most popular I read Christian pilgrimage spot to go to is the burial of James. So kind of interesting, like so little known about him, and yet it's the most popular Christian pilgrimage. Kind of fascinating. Again, as I said before, it's thought that maybe he went on to spread the gospel in Spain. I read somewhere that possibly his body was sent back to Spain. So they maybe claim him there. Um, He is a patron saint of Spain as well. Uh, The idea that he's greater possibly uh, has a two-part meaning. Most think it's just because he was the older brother of John and also because he was older than James the less. But it could also be that, um, you know, because Jesus was closer with this James versus the other James, he was greater. Now, we know the truth is that God loves us all equally. So I don't kind of lean on that as much, but that's another idea that was out there. Um, And then again, just to be the first to be martyred like willing to be the first, you know, willing to go forward, whether he chose to be first or not, different story, but he was willing, right? Um, He allowed it. He allowed that sacrifice in his life. He didn't fight it. He stepped into it. Um, So there's just a lot to be said and thought about there in our lives. So I want to just kind of end there and then take a journey back. You know, we're thinking through all of these disciples. We spent a lot of time here. 
And I encourage you, if you haven't gone back and listened to all of them, you know, take some time. It's an easy listen. It's kind of interesting and fun. And I don't claim that the research I did is all of the research. There is so much out there and it's so much fun. I really encourage you to do a little personal study, even outside of disciples, choose a character that you like in the Bible and just do some research. Uh, We know that the word of God is the truth, but there's also a lot of historical evidence, other writings that have been done. And it's a little bit of speculation, but it's very, very interesting. So just a fun process to really kind of get to know these people more personally. They were very real people. They're part of our storyline. So I really encourage you in that way. And then just thinking about the disciples, as I said, thinking about all of these people who sacrificed, who followed, who learned under him. I just can't even imagine being alive during that time when Jesus was in human form and then watching him die and then continuing on. It just boggles my mind to think about that in real terms. But this call in Matthew 28, it carries on to us as well. These ancient writings that are in our Bible apply to us also. The storyline doesn't stop with the disciples. It continued on and continues on to this day, the Bible being the number one most selling book to this day, right? Christianity being the number one faith in the world. Um, We are a part of all of that journey as believers, and we're part of um, the revival that continues on with the next generation. So this is a call on our lives to share the hope that we have found to be a disciple, to be a learner of the word, to be a follower of Jesus, and then to get out there and make more of them. And how do we do that? Not by our own strength. How do we do that? Not by our own wisdom, not by our own timing. We rely upon the Holy Spirit to show us how. So I encourage you this week to think about that. Are you a disciple? Number one, are you following? Are you learning? Are you a student of the word? Are you wanting to live like Jesus and follow in his footsteps? That's kind of a basic part, right? You need to have that first before you make more. So are you doing that? Are you learning? Are you growing? Are you studying? Are you practicing? It's not about perfection, right? It's just about practice. And then if you are, if the answer is yes, how are you going out into the world? Because he said, go, right? Go. We're really good at kind of being in our own homes and being with our own comfortable circles especially as Christians, especially as churchgoers, it can be very isolating, kind of unintentionally, you can end up hanging out with a lot of people just like you. And what I'm asking you is how in your world are you making disciples? How are you allowing the Lord to lead you and guide you towards sharing the gospel, sharing the truth that you have found, sharing this hope that you have found, sharing this joy, this peace that you've found in your life? How are you doing that? And if the answer is, I don't know, let's take some time to reflect on that. Let's just take some time. It's not in condemnation. It's an encouragement. Where can you go out into the world? Often we're already going somewhere. So where are you already going? That's a great place to start. Are you going to work? Are you going to a neighborhood party? Are you going to a, you know, a kid party on the weekends? Are you watching sporting events? Are you attending exercise classes? Are you going to a doctor's appointment today? There's a person right in front of you. So where are you going already? right? He's put us in spheres of influence on purpose. You are where you are because he didn't just have you in mind. Keep that in mind. He saved you and he had more people in mind when he did. So I'd love for that to encourage you. If it does sit in that, think about that process, that share that. 
If you've enjoyed this series, please share it with her, would you? We are called Encourager because I want to encourage you and then I want this encouragement to go out into the world and encourage someone else. And maybe that's through you, but it could also be through your sharing of Encourager. Post it, share it, like it, subscribe, do whatever it is to help us in spreading these messages of hope. And I can't wait. We're going to kick off a new series next week. I'm not going to tell you what it is because I want you to show up and find out. But I would love to invite you to listen in. And then if you are someone who's listening and you're like, I just love this. I would love to have a conversation with her. I'd love to be on the podcast. I've got some ideas. This is a community podcast. So I would love to have you as a guest on my podcast. It is not just about me. It is not just about my heart and my life and my ideas. It's about God's big story. And you are part of that. So come join me on the mission of Encourage Her. I'd love to have you. And it's Monday. You know I love a Monday. Not every Monday's the same. Not every Monday goes our way. It's not promised to, but there's goodness in today. Get out into your world and be a woman who intentionally encourages her. And go and make disciples. Have a fantastic Monday. Love to you all. I'll check you again and see you next Monday. Ladies, I am so honored that you chose to spend some time with me this morning. I hope and pray that the Word of God encouraged you and that you feel inspired to now get out into the world and be a woman who chooses to encourage. Remember, Encourage Her is a God-given, purpose-driven ministry. This podcast is for the taking. It's free for the sharing. Please share it with her. Also, remember to subscribe, like, and follow us on Instagram at Encourage Her Wellness for your daily quick encouragements throughout the week. From now till then, stay encouraged and choose to encourage her. I'll see you next Monday. Love to you all.